0: Tell me all your secrets. Hello, guys, and welcome, welcome to, to Happy, Happy Single Mums. Are you really just going to copy everything I'm saying? Yes! <laughs> Hello, guys, and welcome to Happy Single Mums, a podcast surrounding real single mummy life. Every episode will deliver the best hard hitting topics surrounding mummy life. So here's your host, me,
1: Khalifa.
2: Guys, welcome to the Happy Single Moms podcast. I'm your host Khalifa. Today we have a fellow single mom. Her name is Dr. Catricia. She's been a doctor for 10 years and she's also a parent coach, um, Afro-Latina and a woman that is just about empowering other women, empowering other single moms to find their purpose. Like I said, she is a parenting coach. And when I said that, when I saw her profile, it was just amazing. And the ethos surrounding her page in helping single moms find their purpose, which is just so needed in this day and time, especially with the global pandemic. I think oftentimes as single moms, we're just so focused on our children and not living our full potential and our purpose and oftentimes I hear women having like the empty shell syndrome when their kids have all grown up and they haven't actually fulfilled their purpose. So when I saw her page and the fact that her ethos is helping you find your purpose I was like oh my god I need to speak to her. So please talk to me about your single mummy journey and how you came up with such a magnificent concept.
1: Oh, amazing. Well, first, thank you so much for inviting me. Um, So you're right, like purpose, I'm a firm believer that I believe that purpose, at least for me, like really comes and gets birth out of pain, right? You know, we go through life a lot of times, um, you know, sometimes not understanding why certain things happen, or kind of wanting to you know, speed through a process or a particular phase of our life, you know, 2020, for example, right? Like, what is this pandemic? Why am I in this mess? But it's like, if you can take the time to actually grow through instead of just go through, then you may really be on the right trajectory of understanding your purpose. And so for me personally, my purpose was birthed out of becoming a mother and not just from the sense of, oh, now I'm a mother because I got to a place where I'm like, who am I outside of mom and outside of being a pediatrician? Like, I'm still a woman. I was a woman before I became a medical physician. I was a woman before I became a mother. And I still like have my own desires and I wanted, I felt stuck. And a lot of that feeling of feeling stuck came from postpartum depression um, and just not intentionally loving myself and caring for myself and I think that was because that was umbrella under single mom right we understand like everything is on our plate we have to do everything all the time and to still be a full-time worker I just really lost myself and so when I took the time to really heal from that from those pain points of the bitterness of like having to do it all of feeling like I had to To let go of the superwoman concept and just realize, give myself one grace. (laughs) As long as she's fed, whether it's chicken nuggets from McDonald's or a home-cooked meal, she's fed and she's happy. What she needs is me to be happy and to be thriving and not be a perfect mom. Mm -hmm. And from there is where I developed this concept of we can not go through life like thinking that we have time later when the kids are older to discover our journey and our purpose because we have to actually do it now because when you come from an intentional place, and actually fully walk in purpose then that actually changes how we're parenting because um, you're coming more from a conscious mindset right you know like you're not parenting to control the situation but you're you're parenting so that you're cultivating their dreams and yours as well at the same time
0: yeah so how do you juggle being a pediatrician and parenting and walking in your purpose how do you juggle everything and not let anything
1: fall (laughs) <laughs> um, you know I don't I don't think there's a perfect fix for that you know I believe right now in like harmony people throw like throw out the word juggling or balance and I'm like uh, at some point something's not getting attention whether it's my dishes or <laughs> a missed nail appointment something's not getting the attention in the moment so it's a matter of understanding what your capacity is in the season right also giving yourself grace delegating setting boundaries like my child is four now you know and I look at her sometimes and she's like I need xyz and I'm like I have two hands we're a team you know, so she, you know, has learned a little more resilience probably than the average four year old, (laughs) because I mean, I don't obviously have her washing dishes, but it's just like inside of our home, you know, like we work together. So for me, it's really focusing my energy on like what's bringing me joy in the moment, um, because there's some things that are not going to be able to get my full attention, um, not at all seasons yeah
0: so um you've got your own blog which is amazing guys you need to really check it out and then in one of the blog posts you actually talk about self-care like single moms having self-care and the importance of self-care as well what tips can you um give to mothers listening to help reduce stress
1: and also to cultivate self-care why is it so important I love that question. Um, it's so important because you're going to spend the rest of your life like with yourself more than anyone else will ever, right? If we don't take the time to get to know ourselves, to love ourselves, how can you potentially even pour out effectively to the people who need you, right? Like I'm a firm believer that what I have to give like has to start with what I gave myself and then I can pour and nurture people from the abundance of that you know so as a mom you know like I notice that I'm probably parenting more out of frustration you know when I'm hangry when I haven't fed myself when I haven't had a nap when I have when I'm sleep deprived you know when I'm stressed at work so if I don't take the time to kind of come home and reground just even if it's like two minutes just to be in the bathroom by myself you know like to read a devotional Um, what I've done recently is now I'm like you know I, I start my do all. Um, waking up a little bit earlier, you know, because a lot of times I don't get the time after work, you know, because we're doing home things, um, and bedtime routines. So I wake up earlier. I meditate. I journal. I pray. I listen to worship music. Um, and then I have days like this where you know, like I only work half a day in the clinic, and I do things for myself. Like I don't. I used to rush and go pick her up from school, and now I'm like, no, that's my time. You know, (laughs) as a single mom. And then on weekends, you know, it's about a matter of having your village. You know, if you have a village where that trust people that you know your children need those relationships as much as you do you know in the beginning I was like oh no no I have to do it all it it would appear to be that I'm failing if I ask for help but like no I asked for help because self-care is not being selfish it is vital like you cannot survive parents even if there were two parents in a home you wouldn't be able to survive if you didn't have your own time and you most definitely need that as a single mother
0: yeah I strongly believe that parent you cannot be prideful and be a parent it just they the two don't they don't work together at all and you have to be able to ask people for help and for a long time I refused and my friends and family could see the cracks but I just thought you know I'm a single mom I can do it all and in actual Mm -hmm. fact you cannot do it all at all you know it take it honestly takes a village you have on your on one of your blog posts um a single mother self-care challenge what is
1: that uh so the self-love challenge, I think. So the yeah. self-love challenge was, you know, we we, we um, held that most recently around Valentine's Day. You know, I think with the hallmark holidays, we can kind of get into places where we maybe um, you know, woe is me type of mentality, and we shift our mindsets into into maybe lower places and feel like that we're missing out. And I really just wanted mothers to just learn to embrace every season you're in, you know, like you had to bloom where you're planted, you know, Um, to remember that in order to teach people how to love us, we have to know and learn how to love ourselves first, you know, that even goes with, you know, our our children, our respective partners, family members, and so the self-love challenge was about connecting with that inner girl again, like, remembering who she was before the world put limitations on her, before the naysayers said, you couldn't do this, you couldn't do that because you're a single mom or because you're living in this place or because you didn't graduate from X, Y, you know, university. Like, remember what those dreams were when you had no limitations and connect with her, love her, speak to her kindly. The way we speak to our children, you know, like we're so, as mothers, we're nurturers and we're so quick to give grace and extend grace to everyone but ourselves. And I feel like we have to remember that's so important as well
0: yeah no no what you said is so so right i think our, our inner critic is so much louder than our own voice sometimes and yeah like you said the way we speak to our children is so much with so much love so we just need to be kinder to ourselves and oftentimes when people say to me that oh, you're doing such a good job i'm like no i'm not you know and I'm still make, going to boxing club, going to drumming, going to swimming and not having time for myself. And people are like, you're doing more than me. And I've got a husband. And I'm thinking, why am I, why do I feel like I need to have this S on my chest, you know? And it wasn't until a, a day when I was watching, I was watching like maybe, I think I, I love, I love watching um, musicals. So I was watching Mary Poppins and I realised that Holden witch she was, she was the help. Most of these programmes that I watch, you know, they all had, they were all the help, you know, people actually, <laughs> all the programs that I love, like they had help. So why am I so prideful that I can't just accept people just to yeah. help me out, even take my son for an hour? You know, so I, I was yes. so happy just to yeah. get out of my own way and just accept people's help. It was, didn't mean I was a bad mom. It didn't mean I didn't know what I was doing. It just meant that they love me. And sometimes exactly. God puts people around you to actually help you, not to hinder you you know so that's something that I feel like a, a lot of moms need to get out their their own way in one of your um posts you say that when a mom moves from chaos to confidence and you have that as a coaching program now um what is that in regards to moving from chaos to confidence because I think that sometimes when I parent I'm parenting within chaos <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so how do you help a lot of single moms move shift have that paradigm shift to actually being a confident mama, and knowing what they're doing and what their purpose
1: is absolutely yeah. so yeah that's exactly what it is it's the coaching program is a group coaching program called chaos to confidence so we go from a place of like feeling like you're always overwhelmed that you're yelling that like you don't know where start is and where it end is as a single mom who's doing it all working from home working you know at home but still parenting um because li- listen kids are going to be kids i'm a whole pediatrician they do not come with books <laughs> even if we read every parenting book in the world they're still going to act the way they want to act but it's how we it's how we're responding right so learning how to be proactive and not reactive right so it's a matter of like taking the concept and the approach of being a conscious parent which is like understanding what are your triggers like again like i get triggered like around bedtime because it's like i just need you to like go from 100 to one so you could chill out go to sleep and that kind of me time but when you're not doing that then it's like okay i'm more pressured to like raise my voice a little bit so understanding what your triggers are you know realizing that you have to like set structure like single moms for me like in how I coach, like you have to have a routine and a structure as much as you can, because number one, your children thrive all of that. And number two, it takes the pressure off of you of feeling like you have to do everything every single day because you can't, like I literally just go through the day and I'm like, what are the top threes? If it's not in the top three, then it has to be delegated out you know, to the help, like you mentioned, you know, or it gets done later and it's okay. Cause at the end of the day, I don't have to say, oh, Catrice, you weren't good enough of a mom today or good enough of a position today. Cause you didn't do everything. Like I can't do everything. Um, so in the, in the program, we talk about understanding your capacity, learning the love languages of yourself, of your children, because that's, what's going to cultivate that confidence and learning like that even during motherhood, I can still cultivate like my purpose and dreams that are deep down inside of me. And I don't have to allow that to. To suffer um for the other like they both can be harmonized together at the same time yeah
0: so is that what you call the conscious parenting then that's what the, that's what you have in, within the program
1: yeah, so it, it follows the principles of conscious parenting. Conscious parenting is about under, really understanding yourself, that you, knowing that you cannot control their behavior and realizing why am I responding and why am I reacting to their behavior, which developmentally it may be normal for them in this moment. It really starts with like reflecting where you are and your thoughts in that very moment.
0: So how do you teach moms how to then stay calm in regards to? So now you said that your, the bedtimes were your trigger. So how do you teach a mm-hmm. mom how to actually? All right, fine. My child. Maybe I'm in a grocery store. I'm a single mom. I'm stressed out after work, and I just want to grab dinner. But my child is just wilding out. How then do you stay calm as a
1: mother? That is a great question, right? So there's no one-off fix-all. But the most the most common things that you could do is number one is just um. Acknowledge what you're feeling in the moment, you know? Yeah. Okay, maybe obviously not allowed, but inside, internally, I'd be like, okay, this, this, this is not what I want right now. Like I'm like, oh, uh, you know, I'm usually talking about my breath or biting my cheek. You know, deep breath before I respond to her because we don't need to add to the to the chaos. What they need is for us to create the calm. So for me to be like, stop it right now. You know, like like she's not gonna stop right now. Like, no, she's just gonna be heightened because your brains are disconnected. We have a left brain, right brain, you know, your left brain is logical, your right brain is the emotional detail. And when they're not talking to each other, that's where the tantrums and the chaos comes from, right? So in the grocery store example, like I would take a deep breath. I'd say, oh, you acknowledge their feelings as well wow, it looks like you're really upset. I know, buddy, you wanted to just go ahead and go home and look at your TV show, but listen, we have three more things to do. Make it a game sometimes. Like if my daughter is involved and she feels like she has a role, you know, then it's like, not like I have, like that I'm splitting my time. She thinks if I'm giving time to a project or to like cooking or something, then I'm not giving her the attention. When it's like, just include them, you know? Okay, we have three more things on my list. I need you to find the black beans and then we're gonna go get the rice and then we'll get the chicken. And then from there, we get to go home. And guess what, what happens when we get to ho- go home? So building anticipation as well. Um, Sometimes you just have to abort mission if it really is that, you know, (laughs) just, and just say, Hey, today's the day where we're ordering out and ditch the, ditch the mom guilt, you know, like, remember it's about grace in this season. Um, But those are usually the first steps is acknowledge what you're feeling. If you're at home, you know, walk away into a space where you can like calm yourself, you know, but when you come back, they're not able, if, if they're younger children, it's hard to rationalize with their feelings um, and their emotions. So you want to acknowledge their emotions, give them a place to speak. That's really what it is, that they really want to connect um, and know that you're there connecting with them and that you're not just trying to turn the behavior into something that you want, which is like the controlling piece, right? So when I could connect with her and say, you appear sad, you know, and sometimes I don't even try to name her feelings for her. I just allow her if she can't, you know, are you, what are you feeling right now? I'm mad. What are you mad about? That, da, da, da. Well, I understand that you're mad about this but these are the options and so when you're calmed down and you're ready to speak then we can you know and that honestly like a tantrum that seems like it could be two hours like really blows over in like two minutes you know because I gave her the opportunity to express what she's seeing She still we still don't get our way you know it's not being permissive it's not like there's still boundaries and rules but it allows her to voice what her concerns and her needs are um and then honestly trying to avoid the changes when you know like what they're what triggers them you know so understanding their love languages is important as well understanding their triggers so like for my daughter it's if she hasn't been if she, if she skipped a nap that day you know or if there was too much if we did a lot you know and it didn't stop activity after activity after activity then sometimes I can understand that like okay maybe next time next Saturday we won't do as much because she's more likely to have a yeah. meltdown
0: yeah so um, how can you help moms and the listeners shift their mindset from Bitter to
1: better. Wow. That's a great one. Um, so I own Clubhouse a lot with other single parents. Um, you can find me at Single Mom Coach, but we talked about that recently. And, you know, I think that's a stereotypical concept that a lot of single mothers have this mindset of the bitterness. And um, for various reasons, you know, like I don't like the terms of baby mama drama, baby daddy drama, but I will be honest and transparent and say that I was bitter initially and that bitterness was rooted in just being abandoned, you know, and having to do it all. And the first step is... Acknowledge what you can control. I can't change another human being, not a grown adult human being's behavior, you know. Like I can't change their mindset, but what I can't control is what I will harbor, right? Like life hands us lemons. If, if 2020 didn't show you anything, it showed you that life is going to throw some lemons at you. So either we hold on to those lemons and go through life sour, woe is me, I never get a break. Or we say, you know what, I'm gonna make the best of what I have in this moment. And that's how you begin to shift your mindset. A- acknowledge where you are, acknowledge your feelings. You're allowed to feel bitter. You're allowed to be mad. You're allowed to be freaking upset, whatever you wanna label it. Those are your feelings and they're valid, but it's where do we move beyond that. So you can't control the other person. You can control your feelings, you know, shift your mindset to learning to forgive yourself first um, because that person may never apologize, you know? And if, even if they don't, you still should forgive them because that releases you. Like you're no longer rooted and tied to them with that. The other reasons, that are other ways to let go of the bitterness is to focus on what you can change, focus on what is positively happening in your life. And that's by practicing gratitude. You know, something I do daily. You know, like I may not be where I want to be in this moment. Um, I may be overwhelmed every other day with parenting, but I'm still grateful that, you know, my, my child is healthy. I'm healthy. We haven't gotten COVID. So focusing on the things that you're grateful for will help you shift your mindset of bitterness as well
0: yeah no definitely and I think that's why I named the podcast happy single moms because I found that a lot of times people whenever they would hear I was a single mom they'd be like oh but you're happy and I'm like well I should be sad you know or yeah. they'll be like oh your child's really well-mannered oh and you've done it all by yourself it's like you're meant to get like an extra little sticker because your child is good it's like there's an expectation in society that as a single mom you shouldn't have it together you shouldn't you know your child shouldn't be happy your child shouldn't be looking well so that's why I just kind of wanted to fight against society's stigmas especially negative right. stigmas as well um so on one of your um posts you used to, you used to talk about um God's given purpose whilst you're parenting I know that you're um, a believer as well but how do you how did you identify your God's given purpose then because I think that is something that a lot of people are still walking through I didn't find my God's given purpose up, to, up until the time that I quit my job you know and I found that you know what after studying law um working for the Ministry of Justice for 10 years I wasn't happy working within that that I wasn't fulfilled up until the time I found what I what really made me happy and I think that sometimes as single moms you're trying to raise a child and you're not doing a particular job that you enjoy or you're not you don't feel fulfilled I think that on top of itself and also having bills and on top of that emotions right. well. so it's like kind of like a, a sandwich that you just don't want to eat but it's just they're presented t- t- to you so how as a As a pediatrician, as a parenting coach, if any mother is listening now and they're struggling to try and find what their real purpose is in life alongside juggling, I know you said not juggling, but just
1: juggling everything. How do you find that as a mother? That's such a beautiful question. Um, if I could say in the short version, we'll we'll get a little more detail. The short version is, it's already inside of you you know like we we were created like with purpose inside of our dna um i don't believe in that any human here is by accident like there's a reason for us all um and it has to do with how we collectively integrate and interact with each other um so what's inside of you number one is not something you have to go out searching for or get a special skill for um number two um use what you already have, you know? So if you have a natural gift of talking, if you have a natural gift of working with children, if you have a natural ability, you know, to uh, craft things, whatever, you know, or you're creative, like start with what you already have. That naturally that you say, oh, this is easy. But the rest of the world will be like, how do you do that? Like, that's probably like a good place to start when you're seeking out like deep down where is the purpose, right? And then on top of that, you bring in your, you know, knowledge skills and your expertise and the wisdom that you gain from your vocation, um, in addition to like, you know, training um, all of that put together and like I said plus for me like looking back into your pain points like what did you go through you know did you are, did you survive some trauma did you have to at the age of seven help take care of your mom you know and that's how you naturally grew this ability to be a caretaker like probably whatever your pain point was like you know I will you know Romans eight twenty eight says you know all things were together for the good of those you know who love the Lord like I don't believe that again that like even if we choose those circumstances because we're walking in sin God will still use it <laughs> to birth your purpose right so think about about remember it's already inside of you think about what am I naturally gifted at you know and then what other expertise do I have and then kind of see where they meet in the middle yeah and then remember use already what you have um and I also believe that purpose evolves you know like you know anyone could be like oh well, you you know I mean I came into my purpose at age 23 when I became a physician but it's like no, yeah, you're, you're a great physician, but it's a, it's more than that. You know, then I became a mother, you know, 10 years after that. And then I was like, oh, now I feel like I do know my purpose, but she's a toddler. So what happens when she becomes a teenager? You know, like the way I parent her then is going to be different than the way I parent her now. What happens when I do become married? Maybe who I'm speaking to then is different. From who I'm so I believe that purpose can also evolve
0: yeah no definitely no I, I everything you said I completely agree with so um, any mother that's listening right now that's we've gone through the global pandemic and what advice would you give to mums that are currently Could you in a pedi- pediatrician as well and some kids going back to school like any mums that are a bit apprehensive about their kids going back to school COVID and just general fears because I know you had 16 tips um, for stress-free COVID, <laughs> a, COVID yeah. stress, a stress-free COVID year so, yeah. so you're well um, versed in, in regards to giving people advice on covid especially parents what what advice would you give to a mom listening right now
1: um the first advice would be is that um whatever choice that you make remember it's the best choice for your family mm. too many times as mothers too many times as single mothers we get into the mom guilt of comparing and looking at what Mother Wendy or the Joneses or the Johnson's are doing left and right. And we based um, the choices that we make off of, especially during our social media you know, life. Like, And you can't do that. You have to take the pressure off of you and, and understand that like what you choose for your family is what's right for you and your family in this very moment, right? And it may look different than the next family and that's okay, right? Um, And be, and be comfortable with the decision that you've made, you know, like it may not look the same. You may say, okay, I'll return them back to school. But then in August they shut down again, you know, there's we can't predict that, you know. Um, give yourself grace. You have to give yourself grace in this season. I have never parented during a pandemic. I don't know about anyone else, but the majority of us have not. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all in the same storm. We're not all in the same boat. You know, I do realize that some of us are more privileged, some of us have, you know, different experiences. Where we're able to work from home, others are still working, you know, and sending their kids to school. So that's all we know here, you know. So um that was the choice I had to make, you know, and I couldn't feel guilty about that because my patients need me, my daughter needs me, and it's working for us, you know, but for the next mom, maybe quitting her job and pivoting and in, in, in this may be the opportunity for her to birth her purpose of entrepreneurship, you know? So it looks different for all of us, but remember to give yourself grace because the season is gonna is not going to last forever, mm. but we also don't want to rush the process and rush the season, right? Because you want to grow through the season. Um, have open communication with your child as well. You know, just as much as we have fears as parents, our children do as well, and they, they need that. They need to... For, for you to make that time for them to acknowledge what they're feeling, um, you know, to be honest, be upfront. You may not have all the answers, you know, but this is what we're doing together as a family. We're going to get through it, you know, Um, and show them other ways that they can, you know, be mindful and practice gratitude and kindness. You know, I think when we shift our focus off of ourselves a lot of times and we can focus on how we can help others and that really takes the weight of anxiety and fear um and really lightens it at times because you realize okay maybe my boat is not as crappy as the other boat beside me you know mm-hmm. like and what I'm going on is okay in this moment and I'm grateful yeah that's awesome
0: thank you so much Dr. Patricia so what advice would you give to any single mom listening right now from where you have been to where you're at now um someone that's might bit, might be struggling emotionally because you've actually gone through postpartum depression yourself yeah. You um you're a coach you know so you seem to no one has it all figured out but you seem to have got you're walking through to the to the lights at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. so what advice yeah. would you give to a mom that's walking trying to walk
1: to that light I love that the first is that there is a light you know, too many times when I was in a dark, dark, dark storm, like you could, you could have told me there was light and I would have never (laughs) believed you, but I want you to know there is a light. In fact, that light is inside of you. Like there's a light, um, that this is literally just one page in one chapter of your book. The story does not end here. And when you hold on and you get to that light at the end of the tunnel, you have now evolved into a woman that you could have never envisioned and never imagined, and it's so much bigger than you. It is about all the people who are coming after you, it's about those eyes and those little children and those feet that are like you're in your shadows watching you that you're raising. Like, it's really about owning your story, finding your voice and telling your truth, you know, because that's what liberates other people, like too many people, too many times, especially as single mothers, again, because of the stigma society puts upon us, we think that we have to struggle in silence, and I did that, because again, the S that we feel like we have to wear on in our, in our chest, and you don't, and you don't have to you do not have to go through this alone so seek the help that you need whether it's therapy i believe in jesus and therapy i got therapy whether it's therapy finding a village accountability partners setting boundaries whatever doesn't bring you joy cut it off life is if any if, if, if 2020 has so many limits i think we should also realize that life is short and then in literally in the blink of an eye it could be over right so to practice gratitude utilize every moment that you can to make the best of it like you only get one life and I think a way to practice self-love is to intentionally live your life to the fullest
0: yeah no you're completely correct thank you so much for the rest where can people find you on social media and your blog and your program <laughs> please tell us everything
1: absolutely well Khalifa you know went through all of it every every blog post I had you bitch I was like look at that no I have enjoyed this conversation. So I can be found on um, Instagram as well as Twitter. My, my handles are Dr. Mom Sage Advice. So Dr. Mom underscore Sage, S-A-G-E, Advice, um, as well as Clubhouse, which is single mom coach. And then my website is Dr. Mom Sage Advice all one and um, that's where you can find m- more information about the coaching program as well I also have a facebook community um the fly mama club for single mothers but again if you just come to ig like all those those um websites and links are inside my ig bio dr mom underscore sage advice
0: doctor i just want to thank you so much for coming on the happy single mom podcast podcast you have been amazing and the information that you've provided and you've been so open and transparent about your story I know that I know that I know that it's going to actually help um, someone listening right now
1: absolutely thank you again for the invitation thank
0: you and have a pleasant day
1: thank you so much All right, take care.